The Tennessee Titans coaching search has begun, and they're doing things exactly how they should do them. I'm breaking down the latest news on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Roland, Titans fans. Today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match. The Tennessee Titans coaching search has begun. We're going to go over all of the names that they've requested interviews with so far. I'm going to talk about my top candidates. Also, we're going to talk about why the Titans are talking to defensive coaches when it's something that we don't want. And I saw a ton of people in the national, local media, and Titans fans turn on the team in the last 24 hours. And you know what? I got something to say about it. Before we get into all of that, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Shout out to my everydayers out there tuning in Monday through Friday. Couldn't do it without you guys. Let me know who you are down below. As I always say, the show is always free. All I ask for in return is the press of a button. Hit that thumbs up button right now. And do want to let you guys know, I am getting so, so close to 10,000 subscribers. I would appreciate if all of you help me reach that goal. 10,000 subscribers, baby. Hit that subscribe button. I'm going to have excellent content for you guys. Draft preview, free agency preview, cap mechanisms, roster balance, the coaching search. It's not just the head coach the Titans need, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. We've got a lot to discuss this offseason. Stick with me here again. Tyler Rowland, your host, 25 years as a Tennessee Titans fanatic, certified film junkie, breaking down the X's and O's with you guys, writer, former writer for USA Today and Sports Illustrated for the team. So stick with me here. we got a lot to discuss. But the names are starting to come out. The Titans are starting to request interviews with different people. And the number one name that we have to start with is Ben Johnson. And I don't know if you're like me, but if you've ever heard the song OG Bobby Johnson, I can't help it but hear OC Benny Johnson every time. I know I'm wild, but it's just stuck in my head. But Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, I don't need to tell you why this man is in high demand, okay? He has totally transformed the Detroit Lions offense into one of the most explosive units in the NFL. He's made Jared Goff look like prime Tom Brady at times. So he is one of the hottest candidates, head coaching candidates in the NFL, and he is number two on my list, and I would be absolutely out of this world if the Titans were able to land 
Ben Johnson. So the Titans have requested an interview. Now here's the thing. Ben Johnson is currently on a playoff team that plays this week. So he's not going to be able to interview with the Titans even on a virtual basis until three days after his season has ended. So we don't know when that's going to be because we don't know if the Lions are going to lose. But the Titans have requested an interview with Ben Johnson. And that should give you guys all the warm and fuzzies because that's exactly the type of coach the Titans need to be going after. Now, there were seven coaches that had requests from the Titans on Wednesday. So it's not just Ben Johnson, but that's obviously where I wanted to start. Another name that makes a ton of sense for the Titans is Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Brian Callahan does not call plays. And I get that that may freak some people out. But Bobby Slowick didn't call plays until he got the chance to do it in Houston. Uh, You look at Mike uh, McDaniel for the Miami Dolphins. He didn't call plays until he got the chance to do it. Matt LaFleur, who came to the Titans in 2018, didn't call plays until he got the chance to do it. So let's not act like not calling plays at your previous job excludes you from being a very good offensive football coach and a head coach as well. want to mention one special thing with Brian Callahan. Brian Callahan is the son of former NFL coach Bill Callahan. And Bill Callahan is one of the best offensive line coaches of all time. The Tennessee Titans aren't just focused on getting the right head coach. They are focused on getting a good staff. One of the big issues with Mike Vrabel is he hired terrible coaches on his coaching staff. So even if Mike Vrabel was a good coach, if you fill your coaching staff with below average coaches, it's not going to give you the best chance to win. So Brian Callahan is a guy who's been in the NFL since he was a child, and he could put together an excellent coaching staff that might even include his father coaching the offensive line, which would be an incredible improvement over Jason Howtowling. That's all I have to say about that. So Brian Callahan from the Cincinnati Bengals could make a ton of sense for the Titans, an offensive guy. And let me just say this. T. Higgins, who some of us, including me, have as their number one wide receiver target this offseason, has a lot of great things to say about Brian Callahan. So love hearing that. The final offensive guy out of the seven coaches that were interviewed was Mike Kafka from the New York Giants, their offensive coordinator. And look, I get it. You could look at the Giants and be like, whoa, why would we want anything to do with that offense? But that's incredibly short-sighted. If this would have been last year when the Giants went to the playoffs and won a playoff game with Daniel Jones looking good on the offensive side of the ball, you wouldn't be saying, why are we interviewing the Giants offensive coordinator? You would be perfectly fine with it. So let's not lose sight and think that good coaches all of a sudden are bad coaches because they have a bad season. I will remind you of this, Mike Vrabel, his season as a defensive coordinator before he got the head coaching position with the Titans wasn't statistically very good. So I bet a lot of you guys would not be happy about interviewing Mike Vrabel if you went back and look at the stats for the 2017 Houston Texans. So keep that in mind when we talk about these names. But again, these are the type of names that the Titans need to be going after. This is exactly what the Titans need to do. And again, there were seven head coaches, or seven coaches that were requested to interview with the Titans, and you can bet your bottom dollar that there are going to be a lot more. Amy Adams-Strunk said it in her statement. We are going to cast a wide net. Rand Carthon confirmed it in his conference. We are going to cast a wide net, and that is exactly what the Titans need to do. They need to interview tons of different coaches from tons of different backgrounds, from tons of different sides of the ball, from all different areas with different schematic perspectives. That is exactly what the Titans need to do during this head coaching search. So, of course, 
I am most excited about some of the offensive names. I like Ben Johnson. I like Brian Callahan. Mike Kafka, you know, I defended him as as a guy who deserved the opportunity, but he definitely wouldn't be high on my list. But those are offensive coaches that the Titans need to look at. Now, what I will tell you is a ton of people, a ton of people were freaking out when it came out that the Titans had requested interviews with defensive coaches. Wait, why would the Titans be talking to defensive coaches when we need offensive coaches? Listen, guys, this is exactly what the Tennessee Titans need to be doing, and I am going to explain exactly why talking to defensive coaches is still a fantastic idea. So we're going to talk about the defensive coaches that the Titans talk to and why it is an excellent part of the process. And then at the end of the show, I'm going to go on a little Roland's rant about how Titans fans have turned on the team in the last 24 hours. Before we get into it, though, I do want to let you guys know that today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, around New Year's, we all get obsessed with how to change ourselves. Instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space. You want to tackle another. Maybe you're taking supplements every morning, and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find out what your strengths are so you can ditch those extreme resolutions and make changes that are actually going to stick. I've benefited personally from therapy, and when I was moving into a new home last offseason, and the season was about to start, and going through a bunch of different things personally, it was a great opportunity for me to just sit down with somebody once a week, kind of ground myself, balance myself, and have perspective on things. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, you have to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's deserved to be convenient or designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist And you can switch therapists at no additional charge. For me, finding the right person for me is critical when we're talking about therapy. And BetterHelp makes it so easy to find the right match for you. Celebrate the progress you've made and set yourself up to make more. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month today. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Titans fans, we are going to continue today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Again, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, 25 years as a Tennessee Titans fanatic, certified film junkie, breaking down the X's and O's with you every day. Used to write for USA Today, used to write for Sports Illustrated, covering the team, done all kinds of stuff. Make sure you stick with me here. So close to 10,000 subscribers. Please subscribe to the show. I have a ton of great off-season content coming your way. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day. We just talked about the offensive candidates that the Titans have requested interviews with. Now, of course, they have just requested these interviews. A lot of these interviews cannot take place until the team is out of the playoffs. So, And right now, the only interviews that can happen are virtual interviews anyway. You can't do in-person interviews until after the divisional round of the playoffs. So keep all that in your mind. But again, 
We talked about the offensive guys the Titans talked to or requested. Ben Johnson from the Lions, Brian Callahan from the Bengals, and Mike Kafka from the Giants. But the Titans actually requested interviews with four defensive coaches as well. And I got to tell you guys, the overreactions, the emotional reactions that are happening to every single move right now is absurd. They're all absurd because people were freaking out about defensive coaches being involved. We don't want defensive coaches. Why are they talking to defensive coaches? If you're going to fire Mike Vrabel, why would you hire a defensive coach in return? Blah, 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 blah. I had people trying to dunk on me because they haven't requested an interview with Bobby Slowick yet. And people were literally freaking out, okay? Everyone needs to calm down. And I'll explain why. But let's go over the guys who did get requested for interviews. Number one is Mike McDonald. The defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens came from Michigan. He was their defensive coordinator before John Harbaugh hired him to be the DC for the Ravens. And look, I am going to sit here and tell you the same that I have. I do not, I do not want a defensive head coach. I don't. But, but if there is a defensive head coach that I would be willing to have, It's Mike McDonald. He is an innovator on defense. People are copying on the college level, on the pro level. They are all copying what Mike McDonald is doing. And look, Mike Vrabel was a defensive coach, but the big problem with Mike Vrabel was he hired crap assistants. Mike Vrabel did not hire coordinators well. So I guess if you brought in Mike McDonald and he agreed to go the John Harbaugh route of constantly looking to buy to get innovative coordinators, then that is something that I could at least learn to accept. Okay? I I 1% of me would be okay with Mike McDonald if needed. But again, I'm gonna stay true. I do not want a defensive coach, okay? I don't. But the other names that have popped up, Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. And again, I want to go back here to the Mike Vrabel thing because Aaron Glenn has had a terrible defense statistically for three years running in Detroit. He has not had good statistics for his defense. But I would like to remind you that Mike Vrabel's defense, when he was the defensive coordinator of the Houston Texans in 2017, the Texans' defense gave up the most points in the NFL, 27 points per game. So if you're going to tell me that Aaron Glenn is a terrible candidate because his defensive statistics aren't great, well, then you would have hated Mike Vrabel too. Keep that in mind, all right? Keep that in mind. Now, do I want Aaron Glenn? No, I do not. Okay, so I'm going to keep it a buck when I say that, but I'm just saying he is qualified to have a head coaching interview and don't act like he isn't. It's disrespectful. The other name is Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, formerly with the Seahawks, defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Again, guys, a defensive coach. I told you the only one of these defensive coaches that I would even be 1% okay with was Mike McDonald. I'm not okay with Dan Quinn. Don't want Dan Quinn. But I'll explain why it's okay here in a second. The final name that we saw on Wednesday get a request for an interview was Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach 
for the Las Vegas Raiders. Another defensive guy played linebacker during his time in the NFL. So those are the seven names that the Titans have requested an interview for, for so far. Ben Johnson, Brian Callahan, Mike McDonald, Mike Kafka, Antonio Pierce, Dan Quinn, and Aaron Glenn. And let me say this, okay? People freaking out about it being defensive coaches getting requested interviews. Let me explain to you why this is a good thing and why this is a normal thing that teams do. Just because the Titans request an interview with a coach does not mean that is actually the guy that they want to hire. All right? What a team like the Titans should be doing right now is interview everyone that you possibly can. Hey, Dan Quinn, how do you run your defense? Hey, Dan Quinn, what do you look for in secondary players? What do you look for in your safeties and your cornerbacks? Hey, Dan Quinn, how do they draft players at Dallas? Hey, Dan Quinn, what would you do with the Titans roster if you had it? What changes would you make? Hey, Mike Kafka, what do you think about Will Levis? What do you think he needs to succeed? Hey, Brian Callahan, you have great wide receivers in Cincinnati. What do you look for in Cincinnati? How does Cincinnati scout wide receivers? Are you guys picking up what I'm laying down? You don't interview a guy just because you want to hire him. You interview all of these guys so that you can get intel, so that you can gather information, so that you can learn what other teams around the NFL are doing. This is an information-gathering process. So everyone freaking out, oh, God, why are they interviewing defensive guys? We don't want a defensive guy. Shut up and calm down. All the Titans are doing is casting as wide of a net as possible so that they can gather as much information as possible on what other coaching staff and other organizations are doing. Have some foresight. Think past the surface level. All you guys are like, oh, they requested an interview. They must want to hire a defensive coach. Everybody panic. The Titans need to gather as much intel and information as they possibly can on what teams are doing around the league. That is smart. That is how smart people handle decision-making. You gather as much, and this goes back to my same exact concept about analytics. Analytics don't have to be the be-all, end-all. You don't have to do exactly what the analytics tell you to do every time. But if you aren't gathering all of the information possible, and if you're ignoring the analytics, then you don't have the best information to make the best decision. Think about this. Some people online, especially on Twitter, I know it's not all you guys in the chat. I know it's not all you guys watching on YouTube. I know it's not all you guys listening on the podcast. I'm not telling you that it's you guys who are doing this, but I saw so many overreactions online to these defensive requests for interviews. It's like, don't you guys realize how this works? Don't you understand what NFL teams do during the interview processes? They don't interview guys because they want to hire them. Not every guy that gets an interview with someone who wants who they want to hire, they are gathering information about how other teams and other coaches operate, how other coaches perceive the Titans roster, what they should do with it, and where it needs to go. So again, you got to think past the surface level on how this stuff works and what these teams are doing behind the scenes and what the motivations could be for doing this. Now, I'm going to be blatantly honest as well about this last point. The Titans must satisfy the Rooney rule. You must interview two minority candidates, whether it be a different race, whether it be uh, uh, women in sports, you must interview at least two minority candidates. 
I get the people who hate the rule. I hate that the rule needs to be in place in general. Okay. I wish that minority candidates would get a proper opportunity and we wouldn't need the rule in the first place. And then nobody would complain about it. But unfortunately in the real world, that doesn't necessarily happen. So I will say this about the Rooney rule. The Tennessee Titans have been sued. The Tennessee Titans have been sued in the past for not adhering properly to the Rooney rule. Ray Horton, who was a defensive coordinator, was not given a proper opportunity to interview for the team. They had already promised the position to Mike Malarkey, and Ray Horton got a sham interview, and the Titans got sued. Do you think the Tennessee Titans want to be accused or even thought of as somebody who didn't cast a wide enough net, who said, oh, we want Bobby Slowick, we're just interviewing everybody else to check the boxes. Do you think the Titans want to be accused of that again? So if you're the organization, why in the world would you not look at every possible candidate and give everyone a real fair shot? Why would you not do that? You've already in the past, not Amy Adams Strunk, but you've already in the past been accused of that and proven of that. Why would you follow down that path and even allow anybody to accuse you of that? The Titans are right. The Titans are right to do this search the way they're doing it, to cast an incredibly... They should interview 20 different candidates, defensive, offensive, from all walks of life. Okay? So, with that being said, I got something to say about the way that everyone reacted to this Mike Vrabel stuff. And, you know, for someone who gets called a negative and pessimistic Titans fan all the time, it absolutely embarrassed me the way that some people quit on their football team and the way that some people are rooting against the Tennessee Titans all in the name of Mike Vrabel. Despicable stuff, and I'm going to break it down in just a second. Before I do, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know that we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life. But can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than my fiance, my mom, my dad, my nephew, my sister, or maybe one of your kids getting sick while there's a supply chain issue that could keep them from life-saving medication that they need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit Jace Medical and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com, use the code locked on, and get $20 off your order. Titans fans, let's cap off today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Thank you for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen 
each and every day. Do want to let you guys know that you need to check out Locked On's first ever and the first ever, not even just Locked On, just the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On, including coverage from our national shows for every single big league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Also, subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast. I'm going to have draft content, going to have free agency content, covering the coaching staff, covering the cap, covering the roster. All of that stuff, I'm so close to 10,000 subscribers. Please subscribe and stay with me every day for free here on the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about the seven coaches that the Titans have already requested interviews for, three offensive, four defensive. I explained why it's smart to talk to every kind of coach. You don't need to just interview offensive coaches. It's a great idea to talk to a bunch of different people and get information. But now I want to pivot because... I got, I got a little bit of a Rollins rant, and I got something I got to get off my chest and something that's been bothering me since the Mike Vrabel news dropped yesterday, okay? I have seen just too much fan, too many fans of the team rooting against the Titans right now. They don't want the Titans to get a new good head coach. They don't want the Titans to improve in 2024. They don't want anything good to come to the team because they love Mike Vrabel. So are you telling me that you love a head coach more than you love your football team? Nick Saban retired today from Alabama. Pete Carroll, who won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks, got fired today. Like, you guys like, it's like when people tell me, I'm not going to be a Titans fan anymore if they don't re-sign Derrick Henry. Did you say that about Eddie George? Did you say that when Jeff Fisher got fired? Like, what are you doing? It's embarrassing the way Titans fans turned on the Titans. You got people out there, Titans fans, actively rooting against the Tennessee Titans to find a good football coach. Actively rooting against the Tennessee Titans winning football games next year. All of you people that told me that I have a loser's mentality because I wanted the Titans to get a better draft pick. Now you guys are rooting for the Titans to suck to prove you right about Mike Vrabel. What are you doing? Okay, and look, I just want to point out a few things from the national media in the last 24 hours. Diana Rossini, Diana Rossini, who is known as a Mike Vrabel person, said Mike Vrabel was, quote, good, not great. Quote, the identity identity the Titans want is not in line with what Vrabel wants. That's from Diana Rossini on the radio on Wednesday morning. You look at Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network. He said, after the Patriots Hall of Fame situation, Mike Vrabel would not dispel rumors that he wanted to be the Patriots coach in the building. We aren't talking about talking to the media. We aren't talking about tweeting out, I want to be with the Titans, in the building with his bosses. Imagine if Amy Adams Strunk came up to Mike Vrabel and said, Mike, you don't really want to go coach the Patriots, right? And Mike Vrabel said, Uh, go to your girlfriend, go to your boyfriend and ask them, do you really want to be with me? And if they go, uh, uh, are you not going to break up with them on site? Like, 
You're going to keep that boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse around if they won't even admit to you that they want to be around? What are we talking about? Okay, not only that, but Ramon Foster, I've had Ramon on this program. Ramon does a radio show in Tennessee now. Former NFL player, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, been on championship teams. He said, quote, things are archaic here compared to winning teams. Coming from one of the best organizations in NFL history in Pittsburgh, Ramon Foster is pointing out the Titans do things in an archaic way. So you have Mike Vrabel, who good, not great. This ain't Vince Lombardi. This ain't Bill Belichick. This ain't Mike Tomlin. This ain't John Harbaugh. This is Mike Vrabel. Okay? You got that, and then you got Ian Rappaport saying that he wouldn't even tell his bosses he didn't want to go to New England. And then the Titans had a meeting with Mike Vrabel on Tuesday morning, and Amy Adams Strunk presented multiple options to him for routes to move forward. And Mike Vrabel didn't want any of them. So, hey man, do you want to go to this restaurant? Hey man, do you want to go to this restaurant? Hey man, do you want to go to this restaurant? No. No, I don't. So do you want to go to lunch with me at all? Like, you said you wanted to go to lunch with me, but I offered three different restaurants, and you said no to all of them, and no. So, I'm sorry, but if Mike Rabel wouldn't even tell the owner that he didn't want to be the Patriots coach, and then they offered multiple solutions to him going forward, and he said no to all of them. Why would you want him around anyway? And you're telling me that as a Tennessee Titans fan, you are going to root for the Titans to be bad and to hire a bad football coach because you wanted that guy to stick around who didn't even want to be here? Like, it's absurd. It's treacherous. It's Benedict Arnold activity. It's, it's unbelievable to me to watch certain Titans fans turn on the Tennessee Titans, the team that they love, all for a coach that lost double-digit games in back-to-back seasons. Like, it's asinine. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, man. I I just can't take it. I just can't take it. But I want to talk about a couple more things because it wasn't just the local media for the Titans. Chicken Little, the sky is falling. This is such a monumental loss for the Titans. They'll never recover ever again. It wasn't just the fans. It was local media. Sky is falling. And then the national media. The national media has no clue about the Tennessee Titans. So why, when these big events happen, do you guys all of a sudden start siding with national media? Let's go over two examples. Albert Breer from my former workplace, Sports Illustrated, wrote an article calling Amy Adams Strunk impulsive and overreactive. The Panthers just had, what, they're going to have three coaches in three years? The Texans are going to have four coaches in four years? But he's not out there calling their owners impulsive and overreactive. The Philadelphia Eagles might fire Nick Sirianni. He went to the Super Bowl last year. They're a 10-win team in the playoffs this year. And they might fire Nick Sirianni. And that's not overreactive or impulsive. Look, the NFL is a boys club. The owners are a boys club. And it's no shock to me that when the Titans fire a head coach they've had for six years, that there are pot shots being taken at a female owner. Never mistake what's happening here right now. Amy Adams Strunk gave Mike Vrabel six 
years. Amy Adams Strunk gave John Robinson seven years. And she's impulsive and overreactive for letting them go? What? What? It does not make any sense. And, and these are the national media folks that you're siding with as a Titans fan? Why? 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 All of these, and let's go to Warren Sharp. Warren Sharp is one of the smartest football minds in the media. All right? He does great analytics. He does great data. No doubt about it. But Warren Sharp released a video basically calling the Titans trash because they fired Vrabel. Uh, you know what's funny? I went back uh, back to June on Twitter. And uh, Warren Sharp called Mike Vrabel an undisciplined team. He criticized Todd Downing and said that Todd Downing was a double agent because he was so bad at being an offensive coordinator. He said that the Titans were undisciplined. He said that Mike Vrabel needed to clean up the team. He said that the Titans didn't make good fourth quarter adjustments. Warren Sharp crushed Mike Vrabel all summer long. And then the moment the Titans fire him, all now all of a sudden he's going to crush the Titans? After you crush Mike Vrabel all summer long? the And... Also point out, anytime that the Titans were good under Mike Vrabel, all of these national media people called it a fluke. All of these national media people who are criticizing the Tennessee Titans right now for letting Mike Vrabel, call, Mike Vrabel go called the Titans a fluke when the Titans were good under Mike Vrabel. So the Titans are a fluke team when they're good under Mike Vrabel, but they're a, a stupid franchise when they let go of Mike Vrabel who only created fluke teams. These are the national media folks that you're going to side with and root against your own favorite football team? Despicable, man. Despicable stuff. I am so, so embarrassed by the Tennessee Titans fans who are siding with national media and some of the local media who are going chicken little and claiming the sky is falling because they let go of Mike Vrabel. It's absurd, and you guys all need to wake up a little bit. Absolutely nuts. But with that being said, again, so much content coming your way. Free agency, draft, cap management, roster management, head coach. It's not just the head coach the Titans need. They need defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, an entire coaching staff. I'm going to be talking about all of that all, all season long for free here on the Locked on Titans podcast. So close to 10,000 subscribers. Please subscribe. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was locked on tight.